Hi, I'm RJ Baxter with Real Estate Agent Superstars, and I have with me today a superstar real estate agent, Holly Quinn of Platinum Group Realtors. She closed 47 million in transactions, 76 transactions as a solo agent in 2022. And she works in the Colorado Springs market in El Paso County. She's one of the top 25 agents in that market. And she's joining us today to share a little bit more about what she's doing to be so successful and a little bit more about her story. So welcome to the podcast, Holly. Thanks, RJ. Happy to be here. Awesome. So tell us more about yourself. How did you get started in this crazy business of real estate? Okay. So my background is marketing and interior design. And my husband is a retired military man. So we've lived literally all over the world. Um, and it was really interesting because I started from doing designing renovations, which then, you know, like 25 years ago, well, actually longer than that now, but um, designing renovations for, for clients and then doing our own like fix and flips. Um, and it just kind of progressed to the residential market, which discovering that, you know, the love of clients, like that's how I got into it. And you know, there's never been a day that I haven't loved what I do. Awesome. So, so tell me about how, how did you flip the switch from being an investor into being an actual agent? What was your, what were your first couple of transactions like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can I tell you like my very first actual flip was um, a house of a hoarder that had lived there and you oh, could, yeah. Sounds like, fun. You could, uh, yeah, you would <laughs> open the garage door and you could smell like the cat smell from inside the house, from outside in the driveway. <laughs> there was literally like just a pathway through the house. Um, it, it was, it was, you know, I mean, it was really a sad situation. Uh, and we were helping some friends flip this house cause it was for their mother. So it was a labor of love. We ended up flipping into the entire house from top to all three floors. Um, and she still owns the house, but she's in a retirement home. And that money then has gone on to uh, help pay for her retirement home fees, which is great. But it was, it was that getting, getting kind of your feet, you know, jumping in, getting your, your, you know, your feet wet and the actual like tearing down of the walls, you know, with your sledgehammer and getting your, your paint sprayer and cutting out drywall. I, you know, I was hooked. Um, so then I started doing it for profit, not just for, you know, just for fun yeah. funsies. Yeah. Um, and at some point here's kind of the mentality of a lot of investors. Like you want to try to make as much money and as much profit as you can. And so at some point I was like, Hey, you know, if I got my license, like I, I could cut out the middleman. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and what I discovered by getting my license, which is incredibly hard to do in the state of Colorado, by the way, kudos to those who pass it on their first try. But what I discovered is, you know, people would call in about these, these houses that we would flip and you start developing these relationships. And then you're like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm licensed. Like I can help you find a house. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed. Like the first year it was two or three, the second year it was seven or eight. And, you know, uh, I think my top year I did like 96 transactions, which is, uh, wow. I, I like to sleep. So I've decided that might be a little much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to have a little bit of a personal life or we're going to kill ourselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. So did you did you have success right off the bat or did you run into some some uh, growing pains and some speed bumps along the way? Oh, yeah, no, like you know, like I said the first year I think I did three transactions. Um and, yeah. and so I'm pretty sure that first year I actually paid to be in real estate, maybe even the second and third year. <laughs> 
And, yeah. and here's one of the things like realtors don't do math. Like they don't look at the numbers and go, oh, you know, it's really an expensive career field to be in. And so, you you know, we were very fortunate that we had, uh, that we're really avid savers. And so we had some of that to fall back on, but, you know, you mm-hmm. get your license. And, and for me, I, you know, I joined a, a national firm and you think mm-hmm. you're going to have all this training and all this mentoring and you don't because really in real estate, every realtor is an independent agent. Um, and, and so, you know, it's hard to kind of navigate that and figure out what you're doing. And um, it's hard because you're like, you're trying to get a listing presentation and nobody will show you how, because they don't want to show you their secrets. Or if you're going to sit down with right. a buyer, nobody wants to tell you like, guys, there's no secret sauce. Like I could tell you, and I'm happy to, like, I could tell you exactly what I do. And there is more than enough work in this world for all of us. Like go, go be the best and you know, that you can and be the professional that you can, but yeah, definitely some growing, growing pains. And, um, I think, you know, for new realtors, one of the things that they always think is I'm going to have instant success and every single one of my family and friends is going to want to use me as a realtor, which is not true guys, by the way, mm-hmm. a lot of family and friends mm-hmm. want to use someone else because they don't want to mingle what they've got going on financially with your relationship. And that is okay. Absolutely. I, I know in my own business, it took several years before friends and family wanted to work with me because especially being on the lending side to share their financials with me and to trust me and trust that I'm going to do a good job and know what know what I'm doing. So it's- Yeah. And, you know, and people, I always see on, you know, these like Facebook forums and stuff that people are like, I'm so hurt. You know, my best friend didn't use me or, or my cousin's second brother twice removed didn't use me, but you, you hit it right on the head. Uh, on the real estate side, like we don't necessarily know what people's finances are, but I think that's the assumption. You know, you like RJ, you just say, hey, you know, Holly and Matt are qualified for 200000 or whatever, and we go from there. But there's just so much of that that you, I think you have to get your ego out of the way and just realize like, hey, listen, I understand that you may not mm-hmm. feel comfortable utilizing my services. Let me recommend somebody who I would use if I wasn't licensed. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, even in the state of Colorado, um, I've done deals in other areas where I don't know the market. Even I use a realtor. Like, I'm always going to recommend the professional. So, you know, I have a great mm-hmm. realtor partner up in Summit County. We had bought and sold some property up in Breckenridge. Um, and even though I'm licensed in the whole state, even I used a realtor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love your abundance mindset because I think that's so key. And that's something that I see as a common thing amongst high producers like yourself that, almost everyone I've talked to that does a lot of business has this attitude of sharing what they're doing. And I think that that attitude, it comes back to you and it's, it's a great synergy thing. Yeah. And and truly, I think um, I read this book and I can't even, I think it's called the five decisions by Andy and Andy Andrews. And something Mm -hmm. that really hit in that was, is you always find the smartest person in the room and that's who you want to talk to. So find the mentor. If you're a newer agent, find somebody who's more successful, whose business model you like. Um, What I have found is a lot of higher producing agents are more than happy to share what they've got going on. And, you know, uh, I -hmm. love food. So, you know, if somebody says, Hey, can I buy you lunch and pick your brain? I am all about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to, and usually I'll end up paying just because <laughs> that's how I am, but um, yeah. you know, I'm happy to, and, and I mentor newer agents all the time. So who were some of your early mentors and what, what kinds of things did they teach you? 
Oh gosh, some in real estate, some in flipping, some in you know design. Um, one thing that's been really key for me, I have this mentor out of San Antonio, Dayton Schrader. He's you know one of the top. I think he is the number one agent in, in San Antonio, and I met him through some business coaching. But you know, I would just call him and say, "Hey, Dayton, here's what I've got going on. Like, what do you recommend?" And he would he would be like, "All right, Holly, here's the here's the formula. You know, you just gotta." get down and here you do this, do this. And I would take pages and pages of notes and just pay attention to what he said. Because the people that are that are successful in this business have a system. And that is mm-hmm. key, I think, to success is um, it's not sexy. It's like you're doing the same thing every day. Like every Monday I call, you know, my VIPs. Those are the people that send me referrals, my, my referral partners and whatnot, and just touch base, you know, and just see mm-hmm. what's going on. Every Tuesday I call everybody that I have currently under contract. So I have 13 properties under contract right now that I'll, I'll be calling all those tomorrow. And, you know, so it's just doing this stuff every single day, tracking where your referrals are coming from, tracking where your money is going. Like, like I said, it's not sexy, but you just do the business and it's not hard. (laughs) It's just, you know, motivating yourself. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the basics are where it's at and it's not hard. It's just a matter of doing it. And I think that's what separates high producers from people that don't maybe do as much as they're more consistent. They just do these things over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I know, uh, you know, at the end of the month, so on December 31st, while everybody's getting ready to go out and party, um, I'm doing my December profit and loss statement that I do on the last day of every single month. And it tells me every penny that came into my business. Uh, it shows me every penny that I spent down to every cup of coffee, what I spent on gas, what I spent on photos and, you know, websites and all of that stuff. And that then it tells me what I have left to spend for January, uh, both for, you know, what goes into my personal account with my family and what I have to allocate to, to my business. So. Well, you sound super organized. Um, not really. You, <laughs> it sounds that way, at least. T- tell me more about how you stay organized. How do you keep track of all this stuff and how do you plan your days? Um, so my days, again, are, you know, like Mondays are a day I typically don't see clients because, um, you know, in real estate, you know, because you're in, you're, you're in lending. Uh sometimes you have to work on the weekends. So Monday is kind of the day to like get groceries, do laundry and do my paperwork. So this morning, you know, I got, I get up in the morning. I start every morning with some affirmations. Um, I do a gratitude journal. Uh, I actually do a Bible study every morning. I'm a pretty devout Catholic. So that's important to me. And that gets my head grounded from there. I start with, I pull up my daily email, my assistant, Shannon, who's a rock star, I have an email usually by 6 a.m. that says, here's here's every date and deadline that we have for today. I get that twice a day because sometimes Holly's a little slow in the morning. So I get one about eight, you know, 6 a.m. And then I get one about noon that says, hey, don't forget you need to do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to check emails. Uh, oddly, I do not check email all the time. Um, I check it in the morning. I check it at lunchtime. And then I check it kind of at the end of the day. Hmm. Now, if there's something that really needs to to come in, you know, obviously I'm going to be watching for that, but then I time block. So once I've checked emails, I normally block off about two hours and I mute my phone. I put it on do not disturb. And I start cranking out my phone calls of who I need to call for that day. Um, And like I said, Mondays, it's my VIPs. It's also going to be anybody that I've got, like, I've got two amendments out on two contracts that I'm going to be following up with the, you know, the other agents and my clients. So Mm -hmm. on any given day, I'm probably making about 
50 to 75 phone calls. But if you stop um, multitasking, nobody does it well. Do one thing at a time and block, block your phone. So whether it's doing your contracts or on the phone, do one or the other, like don't do both of them because it just doesn't work that well. And then you get so much more done. And, and I think that if you set the expectation up front with your clients, like, Hey, if I don't answer the phone, it's because I'm on the other phone or I'm, you know, I'm with clients, but I will call you back as soon as, as soon as I can at my earliest opportunity. Um, and they always have a backup, like they always know they can call my assistant, Shannon, if it's something really easy that they need if I'm at there, but I will always make time. So again, I'll time block in the morning for calls. I'll then go back to emails. And then after I do my emails, I'll return any phone calls that I need to have. So I think it's just a matter of, of structuring your day. Um, and I always do have about a two hour time block in every day that if I need to go out and show houses or if I have a listing appointment or something like that, mm-hmm. that you know, we're going to time block for that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so key. I've, I've heard this from so many people. And as far as time blocking and the fact that I've heard it's actually multitasking is a, a myth. People can't actually focus on more than one thing at one time. So that tip about email is such a good one. And well, you, you have kids, right? Yeah. And, and I have four. I mean, mine are a little bit bigger, a bit older and grown now. But, you know, if you ever had like you've been on the phone with a client and your kid comes to your office door, like I'm in my house today. So, you know, even our, our daughter will come in and be like, Mom, hey, you know, I've got blah, blah, blah. You can't listen to both. So you're either giving your attention no. to one or the other. So I think the, the sooner that you recognize that and you can either say, you know, hey, honey, I'll hold on just a minute. I'll be off in a second and then I'll give you my full attention. Yeah, or you're giving half attention to each, so you're not really focusing on either one. Right. Something else that I've seen. Um, and I've heard also if you get distracted from what you're doing, on average, it takes 20 minutes to get refocused on the task you were working on. So Some of us probably a little more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, you know, with, with all this success that you've had in the business, what would be your number one tip for people listening to this podcast on what they should do right now to, um, to get their business going? So I use a tracker. I have a daily tracker that like, you know, I have one that tracks my expenses, like, um, um, Quicken. I have a Quicken data, you know, whatever it is, the number stuff. And that's linked to like my credit card. I have one credit card for work. I have one for home. I never use cash. I never use a debit card, mm-hmm. but I do pay them off both of them every month. Um, at the third, you know, the 31st of the month when all the money comes in, everything gets paid. But um, I have a lead tracker. And on that, that tells me like what the, the referral referee's name is, who referred them, where do I know that referral from? Like, were they a past client? Are they a current client? Are they one of my VIPs? Are they a business partner? Like you would be a business partner if you sent a referral my way. Um, mm-hmm. Are they another realtor? Um, what course of action? And I keep one for every month. And, you know, every Monday when I'm getting myself organized, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, you know, who do I need to talk to and put it on your calendar. Like it, you have mm. to have a tracking source. I'm kind of old school. So I have, you know, like notebooks and, you know, papers and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that it's a constant source of looking at. I have, uh, 
a tracker that tracks every single person I talk to in a day. It, I track who I've had lunch with, who I've had coffee with, who I've gotten in front of face to face. Um, you know, how many events am I holding? An event for me is like anybody more than mm-hmm. five people. And, and so I think that you really have to track where your business is coming from. And when you do that for a few months, people are surprised. I, again, I, I see on these like social media, you know, real estate websites, like, if I have $5,000 a month to spend on advertising, which place should I spend it? And I, you know, there's like Zillow.com or whatever. Um, I pay for zero advertising, take that same money and put it into your past clients, your current clients, like your database, Mm -hmm. throw parties, throw, like I have stuff at my house all the time. And, you know, I had one uh, right before Christmas and we had about 75 people, just clients, whatever, just for an open house, like come in and have a glass of wine. And, um, yeah, I think absolutely. More you open yourself up to, you know, I'm normal. Like my dog is going to bark at you when you come in the house for two minutes, you're going to see that I'm walking around in, you know, bare feet. Cause I don't wear shoes in my house. <laughs> I have my slippers on personally. Yeah, me too. I do too. I'm wearing jeans under this. Cause again, I'm not leaving the house today. Yeah. But, um, so um, I, I really do think just track and know your numbers, where they're coming from and where your business is coming from. Yeah. But I will say, and RJ, when we first talked, um, I answered the phone, like when you called and you were like, oh, I was kind of expecting to leave a message. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and people are surprised that when a realtor actually answers the phone, I called five realtors this morning that, um, that I do some coaching with one answered the phone, one called me back. Mm-hmm. Where are the other three? Yeah, that's so key. I mean, the, just answering the phone, that simple act is, is a key. Yeah. And keep something, you know, like for me, I, uh, cause I'm 55, like I keep a notebook with me at all times. Cause I can't remember everything. We have so much rattling around in our brain, write it down. Yeah, absolutely. So do you use any kind of software or anything like a database program or you just do it all handwritten, uh, spreadsheets, that kind of stuff? Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I have, you know, a client, a CRM. Um, I use follow-up boss. It's, uh, you know, it's about okay. bucks a month. It's not uh, super high tech, but um, for every client, I collect what I call the all about you form. Um, and it mm-hmm. tells me like, but spouse's birthday, it's kid's birthday. Do you have a dog? What kind, you know, what's your favorite college? What's your favorite sports team? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite food what's your favorite beverage what's your favorite restaurant and we have all those dates you know in our our database that we pull up like um for birthdays we deliver my assistant kelly uh, one of her jobs is to love on our birthday people so it's super easy it costs like and fifty cents. she goes to nothing but cake we put it in a little gift bag with a birthday card and that gets delivered to all our local clients on their birthday and i will say that that has been one of the biggest things for, you know, rate bang for your buck. 100% of people that I give that to call me or text or whatever. And like, Oh my God, thank you so much for thinking of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's so awesome. Yeah, and, going, and going back to your $5,000 on what, what should I spend it on? Why not something like that? Why not love on the people that already know, like, and trust you instead of spending the money trying to meet people that don't know you from anybody. Well, and there was a time, you know, earlier on where um, I, I thought that I wanted to have a, you know, this big team, which I, I really don't. But, you know, I was spending like $12,000 a month on Zillow. And what I've discovered is that the 
most clients, now I have a couple of really awesome clients who came from Zillow and, and they've become like family, but that's the exception. Um, we live in such a kind of a transient community where you have this anonymous, oh, what's the word? Anonymousness. I can't think of it right now. I went to anonymity a anonymity or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I can't either. think of the word like it's right. <laughs> But, um, you know, they're moving, they're moving here. And instead of calling the, the agent who helped them like buy their house, they're calling strangers on Zillow because it's, they're easily accessible. But mm -hmm. what I found is they do not have the same loyalty usually as somebody that you have developed who came from a personal referral who, you know, they're, they're, you're going to treat them like family. They're going to come to your client events. They're going to call you when they need yes. advice on anything related. And that's where, you know, you've, you know, you've really, you've really honed it in. So I'd rather take, you know, it's a fraction of that, right? Put that money in your family's budget, put that towards your retirement. Like we don't get free retirement. You know, we don't mm -hmm. get free, free health insurance, like put it towards your family, put it towards your savings for, you know, a rainy day, like this market kind of stinky right now. Like, you know, um, Hopefully people have reserves, but um, use it on, we do like random drop-off gifts this last year. One day they have calendars that are like national, you know, like Margarita day or national, whatever national slinky day. We dropped off 150 slinky. <laughs> no way. I haven't heard of that. We did. I, we wrote a note. I love this, that. Like, this market is stinky. So play with a slinky. And, <laughs> and people are like, that is the greatest. you like, it's just stupid. You know? Yeah. Uh, it also falls, falls on National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, by the way. So, uh, um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you can, you can just love on them. Like we're, you know, we're, we're planning something, I think, for St. Patrick's Day for families because, you know, my last name is Quinn. We're obviously Irish. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, do, do some fun stuff. But we'll do like tacos and tequila nights. And, you know, and, and we do, I do a lot of uh there's a recurring theme in my household because I am Irish Catholic. Like I like the booze. Right. So <laughs> do, I do a lot of happy hours at, you know, local yeah. pubs and you support your local businesses. Yeah. I love that. You yeah, spend and 250 or 500 bucks that goes so much further than 12 grand on Zillow. Absolutely. And then the other thing that I like to do too, is to, you know, in a cool way, remind my clients that I work off referrals and that's something that, stood out with you when I, when I met you, that you, you know, I, I, I remember you uh, talking about how you asked for referrals so much. And I mean, this is like the folks that you worked with, this is kind of like having your own sales force out there. If you remind them of what you do and that you work off referrals. Yeah, so funny, funny. Yeah. So like my VIPs know, cause I joke about it, you know, that life is, nobody gets out alive. So you better not take life too seriously. Um, and, and I'm a cancer survivor. So I look at every day really as a gift. Um, so there's not a whole lot of, I'm very serious about what I do, but I'm not very serious personally. Like life is, you know, life is to be enjoyed, but I'll call my VIPs and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm going to ask you. And they're like, yeah, we know. And I'm like, can I count on you for a referral this quarter? Can I count on you for, you know, yeah. uh, so my big, my, my really good ones. I'm like, Hey, I want a referral every quarter. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, but I'm going to give it back. So I'm going to refer to you guys too. And you know how we can help. But today, mm -hmm. so I have a son who's a pilot in the air force and he, he's been in the air force for almost 11 years. He's never given me a referral. Right. And I'm like, 
kid, you went to the Air Force Academy, like you have to know people coming here. Um, and he's never yeah. given one. And he he texted me this morning. He goes, hey, mom, I got a friend coming from you know this area. And I gave him your number. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been working on you for 10 years or yeah. however I was like, you're my, you're my number one VIP, Stephen. Yeah. So now he's on the VIP list, right? That's what I said. And he was like, I wasn't before. I'm like, you didn't give me referrals before. But you also have to give your, you know, give value. You can't just be like, hey, RJ, like, hey, it's Holly. Um, my business is kind of slow. Can you send me a referral today? Right. The, the conversations that I have, especially with my business partners, might be like, hey, RJ, you know what? how can I promote you? How can I promote your business and how can I help mm-hmm. you? And what would you like for me to tell the clients when I'm sending them to your, your way to get pre-qualified for a mortgage? Same thing with my financial planner. You know, I sit down with him and, and we don't talk finances, right? I sit down with him and his team uh, every two or three months. And I'm like, what, what kind of, what's your ideal client look like? Um, mm-hmm. What can I be doing? How can I be promoting you? What can we do to help each other out? And then I think it's a lot easier if it is a two-way street. And for your yeah. client, like what value are you bringing? Like for me, you know, I keep a referral list of plumbers and architects and lawyers and, you know, uh, HVAC guys and contractors and painters and carpet and flooring and, you know, anything. And so they know that they can call me at any time and they're like, hey, do you have the name of? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important to have that two-way street with it, so you're not needy with the referrals. So, because if you're always just asking and you're not giving, it's a lot different conversation with people. Well, and then they're like, "Oh God, Holly or RJ, they're going to ask." Oh, they're me. asking again. Oh, uh, yeah. So. But the way I look at that is, um, you do want to stay top of mind. If you think about, I read this, actually, I think it was Larry Kendall who does ninja training. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm -hmm. He's out of Fort Collins. Um, Really awesome. If anybody has an opportunity to go do that in person, I really recommend that you do it with Larry. But your mind will, will focus on what is top of mind. So if you're thinking about, like if you're wanting to get a new car and say you want a yellow Mustang for whatever reason, not very practical in Colorado, but whatever. Um, and you think I really want this yellow electric Mustang. Every time you see an electric Mustang, your brain is going to be like, oh, there's an electric Mustang. Now, I couldn't tell you what kind of cars mm-hmm. I pass every day on the road, but you're going to focus on that. So if you're always talking about like, hey, just remember, you know, please keep me in mind when you're, if you have any friends that are going to be buying or selling, or you have somebody coming to this area, you know, I'd really appreciate that. And you have to love on them back. There is something like, so, you know, maybe you're, we do, you know, special referral partner events. Um, and that usually includes, you know, I haven't done mine for 2022. We usually do it in the, the spring. Um, I usually pay somebody's mortgage for a month because that's how much I appreciate them. I'm like, all right, we're going to pull anybody who's referred me. Name's going in a hat. I'm going to pay your referral. Um, last year, it was a luxury home and it really hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was, and, there- and they did 15 year loans. So it really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So something coming to my mind just to be, you know, uh, devil's advocate and people might be thinking this as they're listening is, is there any kind of problems with, you know, paying for referral or anything? Oh, I don't pay anybody. But as far as you said, like I'll gift my time, I'll take people out to dinner, I'll send them to dinner. But you Um, mentioned paying the mortgage payment. What's Oh, that's just like a once a year, everybody who's done it goes in the pot. 
right? So it's not like specifically to one person. So oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah. totally random. Totally okay. random. Okay. Yeah, no, um, A, that's illegal. That would be a RESPA violation. I was going to say, yeah, that's why I wanted to <laughs> ask about that. Yeah, okay. no. Yeah, definitely don't want to do that. So, and and you, so you specialize in military, um, uh, the military population down there in the Springs. Is that right? Well, I've got two different kind of niches. I do luxury um, and then I do military. You know, Colorado Springs is 25% military. So odds are pretty good that, you know, somebody down here is, is going to do that. Um, mm -hmm. My husband went to West Point. He's a retired Army colonel. Uh, both of our sons went to the Air Force Academy. They're both active duty. So okay. the, the military to me is um, I have such a such a special place in my heart. Um, our first home buying experience was such a horrible, horrible, horrible experience that my goal is to, like I sit down with everybody, whether it's via Zoom or, or in person, and we do a consultation for like first time home buyers. Mm -hmm. And what I found is, you know, here's what, here's what the life cycle of buying a house looks like. It's not rocket science, right? Like you're going to talk to a realtor. You're going to get pre-qualified. We're going to start looking for homes. Here's what earnest money is. Here's what, mm -hmm. then we're going to do an inspection Then the house is going to get appraised. Then we're going to do, you know, um, we're going to negotiate back and forth and then you close. And obviously I say it a little a little slower than that and allow questions. But I think that when you do things like that, it takes away the, a lot of anxiety, a lot of issues. And they go, go into this process and like, Oh yeah, you know what? You were right. This is really pretty fun. But um, I do that, especially for military and, and the things that I talk to them about are investing, buying wisely in a military location because mm -hmm. you know, military can have a short notice, PCS, which is a permanent change of station. Uh, we've had that. Like we were, our we were living in Germany, and all of our stuff was on a boat going to Nebraska, and all of us, where we had a house lined up and everything. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh no, you're going to Colorado." So, oh. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can get, you know, oh my gosh, I just talked to somebody this morning. It was 30 days to be at the next location. So it's important to discuss why you want to be like in a good school district and, you know, what are things that most people are looking for in a house here so that if you have to sell quickly, you could, or it's one that would make a really great rental property. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do you think focusing on a niche like that has been beneficial to your business? I mean, I, I think it just kind of evolved, but absolutely. Uh, you know, our military members are super, super loyal. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, probably 95% of my buyers, when they go to sell, you know, I'm going to list their home. Um, the other 5%, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, um, and it's it's great because like I've had, you know, probably 10 conversations in the last month of, hey, I, we're going to get orders this summer. We need to talk to you about in this market, is it going to be better for us to sell our house or should we rent it out? And we, we work the numbers and, you know, there are a lot of times, like I think that having rental properties um, as a military member, well, anybody, but is a great investment piece. And so there are a lot of times where I'm like, you know what, this is a great house. I think you'd make bank keeping it as a rental. And, you know, unless you need the cash that you want to buy, you know, the next place, but backtracking to that, Mm -hmm. um, I offer to do a budget with every single client. And so one of the things that we talk about when we're having that initial consultation, when they're buying their first house is how to save to where they can keep the first house and still buy a second house. And you can tell people too, like, 
VA loans, a lot of people don't realize that you can actually use it concurrently, you know, more than one time up to, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the max is. So I think just that education piece of helping, um, you know, helping buyers become really savvy investors. And, you know, I have this uh, young special forces captain that's a client of mine that's on his third house because he's he's in, and he will call me like he's actually deployed right now and he called me last week and we, we talked budget because mm. they know that they could be like okay here's what here's what i've got i've got this bonus coming up what should i do with it yeah and we talk yeah. about that where should investments go and i'm like well here's what i'm doing i do recommend you know call my financial planner uh, right right like, you know i'm i, I know i'm always going to consult with a professional yeah well, that's awesome that you go that deep with people. And I think it's, I mean, that's so key. I mean, I'm sure it helps deepen their trust in you and, and that connection that you have. So that's great. Um, well, I think we could talk all day, Holly. I mean, you have so much stuff to share and you're, you're so interesting to talk to. And I really appreciate you being on. I just have, I have one more question for you to end uh, for today. And that is, let's say you had zero business right now and you were just starting out in the business um, what would you do over the next 30 days to make sure that you had someone under contract within 30 days? See this? Uh -huh. I'm going to pick up that phone and I am going to call everybody in my sphere of in my circle of influence, my sphere of influence. I'm going to call P I'm and this is where those using your lead trackers kind of go back. But if I don't have, if I am just starting out and I have zero business, I'm going to be calling every single one of my friends. I'm going to be calling all my business relationships. Like um, if you have a, like I have a plumber that I have a cell phone, Tom, and anytime I have a question, but I, I refer them all the time. And, and I'd be like, Tom, do you know anybody? Like I'm, I'm really, it, I think it's okay to be vulnerable. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hurting. I need some business. Um, do you have anybody that, is, is coming my way. Anybody that you've talked to, like when you're going to a house and they're getting their furnace cleaned, you know, are they telling you they're getting ready to move? Can you, can you give them my information? Um, and, yeah. and I will tell you the seeds you're setting today or what's going to happen in your business in the next 30, 60, 90 days. So if you're slacking off, like I am today, <laughs> <laughs> Our daughter and granddaughter were here, so they just left. But I still I got my anybody. call in this morning. But, um, you know, pick up the phone, call, yeah. call your financial planner, call your, if you have attorneys, call your inspection people, call anybody, call your mentor. If you don't have one, find one. Mm -hmm. If you're in Colorado Springs, like, give me a call. I'm always happy to kind of sit down and give you some basic tips. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the thing is too about that is I've heard of a lot of people getting hung up on making that phone call, especially to people they know, like friends and family. And it doesn't have to be weird. You know, it can just be a reminder that you, you do real estate and, you know, start it off with checking in to see how your new year's was or whatever it is. And, um, you know, just the, the yeah. formula is Ford. Yep. And what does Ford stand for? Family. Uh -huh. Occupation. Um, <laughs> I just said recreation, oh, recreation and dream. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is that? So <laughs> like, if I'm calling you, I might be like, Hey, RJ, it's Holly from, you know, the platinum group. What's going on today, buddy. And you're going to be like, Hey, I'm, you know, working from home. Kids are still on break or whatever. How was Christmas? How was new year's? Um, how's work going? Like you're in lending. Are you seeing any, you know, any downturn? How can I help you with that? What can I do mm -hmm. for you? You guys have any, you know, spring, I know you just got back from 
you know, or did you guys go skiing for a day or something? Weren't you trying to get up to go skiing? Uh, I'm sorry. My dogs just went crazy. Just speaking about dogs. I, well, I can't hear him. So, oh, okay, uh, good, good. But like, you know, maybe like, you know, are you, do you have any, you know, you have any, any trips coming up? Like, um, I'm looking forward to going to see my son. That's the pilot and his wife, you know, sometime in February, or March, haven't planned that yet. And what have you got? Well, like, what are your goals for this year? What are you hoping to achieve? And it's yeah. as simple as that. And then it transitions into, you know, well, listen, I am going to, anybody that I talk to, of course, you know, I'm going to refer you because you're awesome and you do such great work. And I'd really appreciate RJ if you, you know, and I laugh usually, you know, if you see any, if you talk to anybody that you, one of your neighbors, one of your friends, anybody, mm-hmm. come in, if you'd give them my name as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. And then when you're doing the Ford, something that I do religiously is, put it in your database. So you remember, cause a lot of people, I mean, the number of people that I talk to, and I'm sure you talk to, and as you get more established in real estate, if you're newer listening to this, you just, you know, you want to remember everybody and you think you will, but you just don't, especially people you don't know that aren't friends or family already. Um, so I always put those notes as to what their hobbies are, how many kids they have, uh, dreams, all those kinds of things yeah. into my database so that I can look at it on the next phone call. Well, and the nice thing, like, with follow-up boss with, you know, the CRM, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty frugal with what I spend um, as far as stuff like that. Cause you could spend thousands a month, but you can put those notes in there. The other thing, like my all about you form that I use that has like birthdays mm-hmm. and stuff. That's really also a great segue. Like I have two clients who have birthdays today. So they're getting mm-hmm. calls. Hey, you know, well, actually, I call the day prior because I'm always like, hey, I know it's your birthday, you know, tomorrow, but all your friends and family are going to call. And I just wanted to tell you, you know, I hope you have a happy birthday and make sure that you look on your, you know, look on your porch tomorrow. So, yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. Those are easy ways to call for birthdays, anniversaries, like, you know, totally whatever your kid just you saw on Facebook that somebody's kid just got accepted to college. Like you can call him. Hey, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of your son for getting into CU Boulder. Or like, you know, we went, my kids went to CSU, my daughters did. So I can't help you there. But if they, if they you know, yeah. <laughs> if you have want any college advice, like uh, yeah. one thing I always say is start looking at college loans now because they're completely, you know, there are so many different types. So there's always mm-hmm. something that you know that somebody needs to know. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you for all the wisdom, Holly. It's been so awesome to have you and um, just really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Gosh, RJ, my pleasure. And um, can I count on you to send me a referral this quarter? <laughs> can I count on you? No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Um, well, awesome. So for those of you that are listening, if you found some value in this podcast, please share it with a friend. That's how the word gets out about the podcast. And please consider leaving a five-star review for us on the podcast. Also, I wanted to remind you, my name's RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. Um, I'm known for following up at a high level for closing on time and for following up with leads like green on a pickle. And I have a, <laughs> I have a proactive system in which I give back to the agents that I work with. So if you want to learn more about that, just give me a call. And uh, once again, thank you, Holly, for being on today. And you all have a great rest of your day. 